opportunity for financial gain. He didn't want this act of justice that the Lord was doing through the people of Israel being an endeavor made for personal gain. And that is something that is repeated in Joshua, the book of Joshua as well, that God didn't want his people to take any of the plunder from this act of justice that was to, to, to take care of it. these individuals who were, were sitting in these ways through child sacrifice for taking advantage of it. And so that's all we're going to say about that. But I'm really going to cover three of these verses, maybe four of these verses in this entire chapter. But what about, what about the rest of it? The truth is that this story that where we get sidetracked by this violence of God, where, where God was telling you to a man and women and children and infants and all these animals, that's really kind of a sub-story of what's really going on in this passage. The major story here is God setting up a king over Israel. We see it beginning with the first verse of how God had called Saul to be king of his people and in giving Saul direction. And the passage ends with Saul being disobedient to God, but not following through by what God had said. Creating a monument to himself, allowing the people under his command to completely disobey God and what God had called them to do. It's a story that says partial obedience is disobedience. Only following God part of the way still is not following God. Partial obedience is disobedience. And, and because of that, we read at the end that the Lord rejected Saul as king. These, these stories that we hear that Saul, he, he looked like the king. On the outside, he was this tall, this this huge guy, right? He looked like he should have been a king. And yet, inside his heart, he, he didn't follow him. He, he wasn't willing to, to take upon the Lord's will in his life. Though he looked like a king, he wouldn't be a king for long. And it sets up the story that comes after where you have someone who doesn't look like a king, who then now becomes the king over all Israel. And his name was, was David. He was this, this young little boy in the field, caring for some sheep. And yet God, through Samuel, chooses him, even though he doesn't look like a king, to become king over the people because it is David who is willing to, to follow God, willing to trust in God in a way that Saul never did and never would. If, if all of Scripture then points to Jesus, 
What is what is this rebellion of Saul? The obedience of David? The justice, the eye of justice towards the people who take advantage of the justice? What does all this have to do with Jesus? And when we get to the gospel, what we find there in the person of Jesus is God's continuation of everything we find here in this passage. Jesus, as he encounters people, continues the work of God by speaking out against those who are taking advantage of other people. Jesus, too, continues God's work of justice by speaking out against the idolatry of the people. Begun in the lives of Israel. In the book of Matthew, we get kind of a picture of this. If you went to Matthew chapter 21, a story that maybe we don't hear a lot about because we think about Jesus, but you know, if you got a New Testament, we characterize and generalize as, as violent because of these four instances. But Jesus, we, we characterize as loving, but there's actually a place where he gets a little bit angry. Jesus walks into the temple court and he overthrows, he, he flips, he goes perhaps ballistic, you could say, flipping these tables of money changing, driving out people who are buying and selling goods in the temple courtyard, saying that this is not the place for this activity because my house is supposed to be a house of prayer. Later on, in, in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is speaking to the teachers of the law, and he, he says, You snakes, you beautiful vipers, how are you going to escape being condemned to hell? If you say that God is violent, Four instances in 23,000 verses. The amount of time that Jesus speaks and does things is only four chapters in the New Testament. Here are two examples where Jesus himself is maybe a little violent, a little bad. We need to characterize him, we need to generalize him by those terms. We say that Jesus was loving and caring. By providing opportunities for people to experience grace, by providing opportunities for people to be made holy and right with God, and by calling people to a renewed life and a different life characterized by different things. Jesus, even though he didn't look like the king that the Israelites expected, brought in a new kingdom. And you hear about that in Jesus' sermon on the Mount, where he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit for those who should take them to heaven. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful because they will be saved. Mercy, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Jesus 
Thank you. 